High Five Gear is a proud sponsor of Above180.com. H5G has thousands of designs to choose from and no hidden artwork fees. How awesome is that? Show your individuality and have your jersey tell your story. Online, you can order at www.high5gear.com today. Don't let fashion pass you by. Add H5G into your wardrobe and show off your individuality. Use code ABOVE180 at checkout for $20 off any H5G style. Thank you to all of our supporters and our fans. We appreciate it. Bowling this month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at BowlingThisMonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Hi, this is Norm Duke. You're listening to Above180.com with Tim Berg. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me in the Above180.com podcast is Mike Sinek. Mike is on the Storm Community Relations team. He has been a staffer with Storm for close to 20 years. Mike also manages a Fort Meade Army Bowling Center for the U.S. Army in Fort Meade, Maryland. Mike, it's Tim Berg here. Thanks for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me. Mike, it's time for our conversation once again regarding the USBC Open Championships. We usually catch up uh, during the tournament. Now we're about a month into the tournament or close to it. You've bowled the tournament earlier this month. I'd love to have you share your impressions of everything that you saw regarding the tournament. And uh, and I guess I'll, I'll, the floor will be yours, I guess, as far as where you want to begin. Um, so this year... Um I bowled the first week of May, um, so I, I've already been out and got a chance to compete, uh, watched the opening squad, um, and then watched a bunch of the practice sessions over at the Orleans as well. Um, so I've, I've gotten a, a chance to kind of travel around. Um, one of the things this year, um, the practice session at the Orleans, uh, reviews from some of the Storm and Rotor Grip staff, um, that I've talked to in 900 Global staff that I talked to while we're out there is the practice session this year was was much closer um, than what they've seen in previous years. Um, so that was interesting. Um, and then there's a couple of a couple of you know things around the center. Like you're going to have to wear your mask when you bowl. Um, that's USBC's decision because of the fact that the tournament started with people um, wearing masks. Um, people will be required to wear masks while they're competing, which for certain folks uh, may be uh, a hindrance, and some folks it, it's perfectly normal. But that's one of those uniquenesses of this year. This year is full of a bunch of uniquenesses. Um, the fact that we're using the other bowling center in South Point for doubles and singles is something new and was a bit of a surprise, and we'll, we'll cross over that when we talk about the doubles and singles patterns. Um, but it's just a unique experience. Um, one five-person team per pair of lanes, uh, four people on the pair for doubles, six minutes of practice. So just there's a bunch of new things this year 
that um, have made it slightly different, but it's still also the Nationals, which I always get very excited about. I love bowling in this tournament. Um, it's one of my favorite things I do. All right, Mike. So before we get to your impressions of each of the shots, I'd like you to talk about, because you're a, you're a you're ball driller, you, you have your pro shop there at Fort Meade Lanes. Um, talk about what, what, do we, what sort of layouts do we want to bring to pretty much generally any open championships? And, of course, we're, we're talking here in general terms, but what sort of layouts should people be looking into and then, uh, and then hit on surfaces as well as far as what we uh, want to have our, our equipment uh, and the surfaces we should be looking for? Absolutely. So um, when you're starting, especially on the team pattern, um, you want balls that are slightly more stable in their roll pattern and in the amount of hook in the back. Balls that flare a lot or or come off the spot very hard, um, you don't get to see a big reward initially when you're bowling on flatter patterns. And the Open Championships traditionally has a flatter pattern. It's more of a sports shot. Um, You know, early reports, you've heard some people say, well, if you throw it wide, it hangs. If you you throw it up the lane, it hooks too much. Um, That's a common response for bowlers that aren't used to seeing sport on a regular basis. So the way to combat that is balls that have, um, one, more surface, um, using like a 1,000 grit um, out the gate just so, it, 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 so the ball doesn't jump off the end of the pattern. Um, also potentially using a urethane ball, and we'll talk about urethane a little later um, in regards to left versus right out there as well. Um, but those situations, you want balls initially that are much more stable, um, balls with lower differentials. Um, so coming from the Storm Rotor Grip side of the house, we're talking balls that like an IQ Tour. Um, we're talking balls like even for guys that have a little more hand, um, an Electrify, um, something that's just a much more stable rolling ball. All right. And Surface, you said you think um, you think 1,000 is good for for team, and then would you say pretty much the same for doubles and singles, and then maybe go to something a little uh, little bit of a, a different surface for either of those, or how, how did you see things as the lanes progressed? Okay, so um, we'll talk team first. So team pattern, um, and I practiced a lot on the last pattern that was available for USBC, which is the 2019. Um, now, we have the same lane machine in my center. We have the same surface, um, although um, at a, around the same age, um, same oil. And I used the 2019 team pattern as my baseline for practice for team. When we got to South Point, they were very, very close. Um, and what I saw different this year was that they, they gave the, the right-handers have a little bit of an extra... Um, shim of oil. It looks like the, the, the little hold spot hold, shows up a little bit quicker this year. Um, and so you're going to need to do, you're going to need to be prepared to do progressions of, of ball motion. So you may start with an IQ tour, but then when, when the lanes start to break down a little bit and they tighten up a little bit um, down lane, you're going to be able to move left and then bump up into something slightly stronger like a rotor grip Rubicon, um, something that's mildly asymmetric with, a, with still a pretty smooth but strong motion. And then as the lanes break down even more, you're going to move a little further left, and then you can go to bowling balls that have much stronger drills and stronger differentials in the, in the weight blocks. Um, some guys were using even, even balls as strong as astrophysics when they finally moved in um, because it allows the ball to blend off the end of the pattern. The hard part about bowling on a sports shot is when the ball leaves the end of the pattern, 
Um, if the ball is too strong in regards to layout, it's, it's hard to control. So that's where we talk about that thousand grit. When you move in and as your teammates help you break the pattern down, um, you can just progress into more 2,000 surface box finish on bowling balls because you're going to open up the friction to the right a little bit and then you're, you're going to have the hold that's built in. Um, now, the wild card this year is because we're bowling in the other bowling center for doubles and singles. That center has a much older surface. It is much rougher. And the track area, which is basically just to the left of the first arrow to about 12 board, has a lot more friction. So this year is, is kind of a, a wild card in regards to doubles and singles. And if you've watched the USBC Open Championship videos, Almost everybody who's shooting 300, when they show you that 10th frame, they're left of the track and throwing it to about the 8, 9, 10 board area down lane. Um, there is one gentleman who was, who was throwing it very, very hard and kind of piping it up like 11. But for the most part, everybody else that you saw who was shooting a 300 in doubles of singles was left and throwing it right to the track. And they were using um, more normal strong bowling balls like um, a 900 Global Zen which is a very strong, very competitive bowling ball um, that's, that, that center has a lot more friction and you have to start, you almost have to start left of the track area um, traditionally you would, you would start doubles and singles kind of playing straight down 5-6 um, and I can tell you from personal experience, now I'm left handed but I usually use about a thousand grit phase 2 and go pretty much down you know, five, six, seven, and my first shot in practice um, hit the 10-pin in the face. Um, so that shows you how much more friction there is in that building. That building has more friction. And, Mike, I don't think, um, unless I missed it, regarding layouts, I, I have my layout crowd out there who listens and is curious about that. Do, do we need to do anything fancy with layouts or just your standard whatever you, you, know, whatever you bring? You, you know, not whatever you bring, but what, what you have in your, your equipment normally is pretty straightforward as far as layouts go? Yeah, this year, um, because the pattern seems to have a little more, um, uh, a little more of a, a shim in it, especially for the right-handers, when you're bowling the team pattern, um, always, I always carry a pin-down ball um, because pin-down balls have an extended hook, hook range, which gives you a much more smooth rotation, um, especially off the end of the pattern and into, and into the, the hook-and-roll phase. So always have a pin-down ball. Um, when you're bowling, um, when the lanes start to open up, your more traditional pin-up and slightly stronger drill pattern balls will certainly come into play because you're going to want the ball to, to rotate back off of the spot. When you're bowling in the doubles and singles, um, you're automatically going to start left of the track, but with the concentration in the middle, once again, a pin-down ball won't hurt you because it has a much more managed hook phase. Um, but then when the lanes open up, you can go to your traditional uh, layouts, your favorite layout, and kind of just let the ball feed. Um, and as long as you can keep your angles um, close enough to get it into the track and get it to come back, you're going to have a comfortable ball reaction. Mike, you mentioned urethane, so let's hit on that as well. That's something that plays very well at the stadium, it seems like, no matter what pattern they put out, whether it's a PBA, uh, a main PBA event, PBA regional, put out uh, amateur tournaments, USBC Open Championships, urethane just plays uh, well there. Did, did, uh, did you see that as well? And what advice do you have for that urethane player, a person who likes to start with it? So urethane absolutely did get play. Um, I was watching A.J. Chapman 
his team bowl. He shot, I believe, something in the range of 760 for the for the team event. He threw his first two games with a fast pitch. Um, and then when the carry down occurred and they had to move in, he had to get out of his urethane ball. On the left side, I will tell you that I used um, a pitch purple for a majority of the tournament. Uh, Mike Martell, who did very, very well, um, who's on the uh, motive staff, I believe, is throwing a purple tank. Um, and Wesley Lowe also did really well using more of the urethane-style bowling balls. Um, just because this year, specifically on the left, um, we have a little more of uh, defined friction and we need more control. Um, but once again, right-handers as well, um, you can use the urethane on team up front, but when the pattern starts to carry down and it starts to set up, you're going to see more benefit by getting out of the urethane ball and into a regular reactive. Doubles and singles, if, if your pair in, in doubles and singles has a lot of friction in the track and you're having trouble managing it with a regular reactive, going to a urethane ball and playing it to the track won't hurt you. All right. And is, is there, because, you know, the, the guy you mentioned, A.J. Chapman, you know, he's a, a pretty high rev guy. Is there any guys, though, if, if you, you know, general rule of thumb, if you're under a certain rev rate, maybe you, it's not the best for you because it's not going to face or give you the carry that you need? Or, um, or does that play a part out there? Um, and, and that's an excellent point. For the guys with slightly lower rev rates, um, now we were watching also Gary Holzenberg, who's the head of community relations for Storm, and he was bowling. And he started with the fast pitch in practice. But um, Gary's, Gary throws it very well. Don't, don't let him fool you by watching what he says on, on the morning bolt. But um, he, he throws it really well, but he was already out of his fast pitch before practice was over. Um, with his five-man group. So if you have a lower rev rate or firmer ball speed, um, you may be out of the urethane ball kind of quick. In the doubles and singles side of the house, you can stay in the urethane ball a little longer if you want to keep your angles kind of tight. Um, once again, uh, from my experience being on the left side of the lane, the left side was, was, had a lot of friction um, from the start, and I stayed with my pitch purple for four of the six games of doubles and singles. All right, Mike. Well, last week I uh, I spoke with one of the guys who's who's leading the team event. Uh, he he said they'd be scoreboard watching to a certain extent, but I'd be curious as to your thoughts being out there and what you've observed. Do you think their number is uh, is safe, or is that a good? You know, what are your thoughts? Is that number safe? Or are they going to be be sweating it out the whole way through if if it is safe? In fact, um, I think they should probably be sweating it out a little bit. Um, uh, as 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 uh, I heard Stuart Williams say when he was bowling team event, he said this was the softest he saw team event up front. Um, were initially into game one and game two that he'd ever seen at nationals. Um, and if you have a group that's that's now recognizing and that you know now that the word is out that the track area in the other center is is to be avoided initially, and you can get comfortable quicker, I think scores aren't done yet. I think we're going to see more 300s. I think we're going to see um, a couple 800s, and I think their lead will change hands in most of those divisions. All right, Mike, I also want to hit on uh, the fact there's all sorts of great booths out there. The, all the manufacturers have different booths you can go to. And um, from your perspective as a pro shop guy, I want, I want you to help my listeners out so that when they go to these booths, they don't ask the wrong questions. They don't go in there. And, um, and so what is, I guess, the right question or what's a, a good question to go in there and, and say to, the, uh, to whichever 
booth your whatever company you want to go or, and uh, and chat with them and see what they what they're seeing out there on the lanes. Now, one of the things I love about the guys in all the booths, and I know I know guys who work for every company in the booth, they are always watching uh, the bowlers during the squad. So they're always pulling in data and information. But to help the guys in the booth, if you're going to get a ball at the booth, have with you, one, your current spec sheet from your pro shop. Two, if, if you should know your positive access point, if not, get it mapped before you go. If you also happen to know um, your ball speed off your hand and your tilt and rotation numbers, that's going to help as well. Um, and don't be afraid if the guys in the booth suggest a surface change. Um, sometimes a ball in the fresh box finish is not necessarily what's going to match up for the tournament. So if they suggest saying, hey, I want you, know, you should get this, but we're going to knock the surface down a little bit, uh, take that advice. Those guys are really smart, and they're watching every squad, so they're going to help you out. So it's probably not a good idea to go in there, and your first question is, so what's everyone using that scoring out there today? <laughs> right, because what, what you want to do is present them with your specs, and when you present them with your specs, they're going to be able to use your numbers to say, okay, um, you know, these two, two or three balls are matching up with the surface um, really well right now, and, you know, with this, and we're going to suggest this layout. So the more information you can provide them, they're going to give you a much better response back. Um, but, yeah, there are certain bowling balls that just match up well with certain buildings and certain surfaces. Um, for the doubles and singles like from the storm side of the house, the 900 Global Zen looked amazing in the hands of, like, six or seven different people. So that's a ball that you may want to look at. Um, the the results series from from Brunswick also looks pretty good out there. So when you have those kind of of, of ideas going in, you give them your numbers, they're going to be able to help match you up even better. Mike, is this a year based on what you're saying? If if people are flying, and maybe you know they want they can can you get by with just bringing two two three ball bags, including a spare, or if you use your urethane as your spare, however you do that, is this a year that maybe six balls? should be enough for the majority of people out there if uh, if you want to go that route? I would say yes. Um, I, I think the the team pattern isn't as flat as it used to be, and with only five guys on a pair, the transition isn't going to be as drastic. So you won't see, like, three transitions. You may only see two. Um, so the, the pattern is going to break down in a much more stable way. So you may not have to have that emergency bailout piece or the, you know, the super 360 grit ball in your bag that you used to always take just in case. Um, they seem to play a little more normal and more consistent this year. So I agree. You can get away with just, you know, if you're flying southwest, two bags under the plane and you're in your clothes and you carry on. And before we go, I do want to remind folks, please remember, check out h5gbrands.com for your dye-supplemented jersey as you prepare for the Open Championships. That's what I'll be wearing when I'm out there competing. Get your jersey as well. Use promo code ABOVE180. That will get you $20 off your order with that promo code. No hidden artwork fees, thousands of designs. Great customer service skills. They work with you through the whole process. I just went through this and finishing going through this actually where I had a design I was looking to get on a shirt. So I sent uh, sent them the design. They sent me the mock-up. Everything looks great. So I'll be getting my jersey back here before I head out to Las Vegas. So do all of that. Again, no hidden artwork fees. Use that promo code ABOVE180. That will get you $20 off your order. Again, check all those designs out. No hidden artwork fees. H5GBrands.com. 
And while you're in Vegas, don't forget as well, check out the Bowling This Month tournament, the BTM tournament that Rick Ramsey and his wife Gail run. They've been running that for years, do a great job, so check that out as well. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com as well online, seeing all the new ball reviews on your left-hand side. A great place to go for some resources if you're looking to pick up that new equipment. Also, lots of great articles right there helping your mental game, your physical game, Everything you need, all at your fingertips. Again, check everything out, bowlingthismonth.com. My final question, just any overall impressions you have regarding the tournament and and any maybe other little nuggets of advice you may have for the listeners out there? Um, So activities in the squad room are a little different this year. Um, You're paying for brackets using your credit cards um, instead of paying cash. Um, You will get cash back at, down at the sports book um, when you pick up your bracket winnings. So, you know, be prepared that you to carry your credit card with you into the squad room. Um, you're spread out more in the squad room. Um, one of the notes, just when you when you march out, um, especially for singles and doubles, you only get six minutes of practice and from marching out to them starting practice is relatively quick this year, so be prepared. Um, also, um, another note, and this is something different. In the, the center where the doubles and singles is being held, there is a pro shop. So if you have an emergency where, you know, thumb holes tight or, or a grip comes loose or something, you can run to the pro shop real fast and have them fix the ball for you um, during competition. Now, you can't do surface changes. You can't make any major changes to the ball. But opening a thumb hole or gluing a grip is certainly allowable, and this is something that we're not used to seeing at Nationals is having that pro shop right there um, to help you. Um, other than that, it's just, you know, they're allowing spectators now. Um, the, the mask rules and the, all the rules in Las Vegas have eased, so it's, 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 it's going to be a little more normal for everybody who's going from here on out. Um, just enjoy yourself. I mean, it, it's, it's a fun time. The folks at South Point do a good job, um, and the tournament staff is there to help you. All right, Mike Sinek, want to thank you for being here again on the Above180.com podcast. And, um, and we will certainly, again, be catching up with you again down the road. And, and Mike, always appreciate your insight. Thank you. Thank you, sir.